Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. At first glance, access to affordable child care may not seem like a focus of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, but it's actually very directly connected. In the 57th edition of our program, which aired during the last weekend of January 2021, I talked about the topic with Julia Barfield, Senior Manager of Policy and Programs at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation's Center for Education and Workforce. Why is it that the organization is interested in this topic of child care? How does that fit into the broad business chamber economic viewpoint? That's a great question. And I think it's definitely something that we get asked a lot because it does feel like a stretch. But I think what people don't realize is that there is actually a pretty direct connection between our workforce and our economic well-being and our access and supply of childcare in this country. And that's truly because childcare is this two-generation investment. So on the one hand, you have working parents today, right? There's about 14 million in this country who are in their prime working years who have young children under the age of five. And they are constantly juggling finding childcare, feeling like their childcare is secure, needing different childcare, moving things around, rearranging schedules. And that directly impacts businesses today of every size, every sector, in every part of the country of how do those folks show up to work? When do they show up to work? And do they stay in their jobs, get promoted, or do they have to have turnover because childcare doesn't work out? On the other hand, we also have our future workforce. So what we know about brain science over the past 10, 20 years is that really the first five years of life are when we have the best opportunity to lay a strong foundation for a child's success. You know, the technology that you and I are using today, this video, you know, Zoom, is some of the best video technology we've ever seen, right? But to a two-year-old, a three-year-old, that is the worst technology they're going to ever see in their lives. And so what we have in the first five years of life is this opportunity to lay a strong foundation with the executive function skills, problem solving, critical thinking, conflict resolution, all the things that you and I do really, we use it in our jobs every day. We need to lay that strong foundation so that when kids enter school, they're prepared to learn and be successful in, you know, a labor market that we can't quite predict. And that's fascinating to me that we have these two separate tracks because we hear all the time that we can't find enough skilled, appropriately skilled workers. And that's especially the case here in Iowa. And so you've got the issue of finding workers and then, well, those workers are going to need the child care. That's the fundamental issue that you mentioned. But then it's the development of the workforce in so many ways from the moment that they begin formal education. Yeah. People come to this issue from different angles. We are definitely coming at this from an economic one. But if you're a small business owner, you might be concerned about keeping the lights on making payroll, you might be less concerned about your future workforce. And I get that. But if you're an IT company, if you're building software, if you're in AI, you probably are pretty concerned about the education of, you know, your future workforce. And so I think it's okay for all of us to come to this conversation from different angles, knowing that we all benefit ultimately when when we have access to childcare. How does Iowa stack up relative to either neighboring states or states across the country with regard to either how severe this issue is or how 
businesses and organizations, government within the state are dealing with it. So spoiler alert, no one has got this figured out. No state does. But I think there are a lot of bright spots across the country, whether those are communities or those are cities. And I think Iowa has very similar problems to many of the other states, right? You've got a challenge of um, a lot of manufacturing companies, agriculture companies who have shift work that's at the time when childcare is not open. And so you have a lot of challenges of people who are hourly wage employees or non-traditional hours employees who have young children and there's the childcare availability does not match up with their needs. You also have the issue of needing to recruit and retain people in Iowa. That is a little bit unique in that New York City doesn't have a problem with bringing folks to New York City. You know, I spoke with um, Vermeer Corporation and they're very clear, not a ton of people are moving to Pella for the sake of Pella, right? And that's no knock on Pella by any means. But they have used childcare as a way to say, you may be coming from out of state, but we are invested in this community. We are invested in you as a whole person. And so Iowa has some similarities and some differences. I think some bright spots in Iowa is that you do have a lot of momentum right now in the childcare movement. I think a lot of employers, especially during the pandemic, have really heard from their employees that they cannot come back to work because of childcare challenges. There are some great advocates. I'm totally biased, but I think Iowa Association of Business and Industry is doing great work in raising up this issue. But you also have the issue of rural communities needing to attract and recruit talent and non-traditional hours often being a challenge for families. When you're talking about where people locate, there are certain areas, to your point, that people would say are destination spots, perhaps Mm -hmm. because of the weather or obviously if there's a family connection larger population areas. And so you have to, if you're going to be attracting a good solid workforce to a location that people may not think of initially, it could be wonderful with regard to schools. It could be wonderful with regard to quality of life, but you've got to, I guess, sweeten the pot a little bit, as you've suggested, in order to get people to take a second look at a place that somebody on the coast might just think is in the middle of flyover country. And I think for a lot of employers, it is a recruitment and retention tool in anywhere, right? I mean, a construction company in Denver is competing with Milwaukee. They're competing with Chicago. I mean, everyone is dealing with recruitment and retention issues, knowing that prior to the pandemic, we had jobs without people and people without jobs, right? That's happening now, but in a different, for different reasons. But I think when you have a lot of people who have been laid off recently for reasons out of folks' control, You also have a lot of families who are thinking, is this where I want to be? Should I move closer to family? Should I, you know, move elsewhere where the quality of living is better? And so I think there is an opportunity coming out of the pandemic for employers to really focus on bringing workers back into the workforce who want to live in communities. And I think one thing that's unique about Iowa, we did a report with the Iowa Association of Business and Industry prior to pandemic. Iowa has the largest female labor force participation rate in the country. And now don't quote me on that for today, but at the time of the report, they did. And so I think that's also a unique challenge facing Iowa and a a great problem to have, but also a a unique challenge in that you've got a lot of families with dual income households who are also trying to balance childcare. And so as we look coming out of the pandemic, when we don't have access to childcare, it is those middle income, dual income families who are having conversations at the kitchen table saying, is it worth it for both of us to stay in the workforce? 
or should one of us stay home? And I think that's a fear that, you know, the chamber has coming out of the pandemic that we may see a lot of businesses trying to go back to work and not all of their employees coming back because of childcare. And for a lot of people, it really is just dollars and cents. They might wind mm-hmm. up where the salary is a push with regard to the childcare cost, but the benefits might be helpful or for that individual, typically the female, the mother of the children, that person wants to stay in the workforce and not take five, six, ten years off because that is not just a disruption. That can totally kill one's promising career. Yeah, and I think, I mean, ultimately, right, this is not a conversation about family values. These are folks who are that don't have a choice, right? They're choosing financially or because they, they want to stay in the workforce. They're not trying to stay home. Um, but I think for employers, it's important to recognize that they're all trying to figure out, you know, how do we survive this crisis? But you may be making a plan knowing that, you know, thinking 100% of your workforce is coming back if and when you're ready to reopen. Um, and I think it's a really important point to say if in our economic recovery, we are not thinking about the role that childcare plays, then we are not going to have the economic recovery that we're hoping and planning for. All right. In our remaining minutes, then, we've outlined some of the challenges. So what are the opportunities, what are some of the solutions that those who might be listening to the program, whether they're employees or employers, what are some of the possible solutions they might be able to consider employing? I think there are a lot of solutions, and I would encourage every employer of every sector, I'd encourage every parent who's in any sector to tell your employer that there there is an option that works for you. You know, there is no one size fits all. There's not one solution, but it really matters on what working parents need. And I think one bright spot of the pandemic, as hard as it can be to find, is that employers are realizing this is a major issue. I think the nature of the virtual world, right? You're in my home when we're on Zoom. You can see what's happening. A four-year-old can come join the call. You know, I think I think that has allowed us to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit to acknowledge that folks have dual roles and we're constantly trying to have one hat on or the other. So I think the initial encouragement I would give to everyone is have a conversation with your manager or have a conversation with your supervisees about their childcare needs and what's working, what's not working. We've seen some great success of employers creating flexible schedules, predictive schedules, really focusing on, you know, how to better meet their needs. And I'd encourage everyone to think about not just during the pandemic responses, but post-pandemic. We actually put out six surveys since the pandemic on what working parents need and what employers are offering. And so I'd encourage everyone, again, I'm totally biased here, but I encourage you to check out our website because we do have some solutions on there about what we've heard has worked and what we'd encourage folks to consider. I think local chambers have a huge role to play. I think the state chamber has a huge role to play in convening folks who might have thought, this wasn't my space, um, or this is brand new to me, what do I do? I'd really encourage you to reach out because I don't think you're alone in realizing that childcare is, is impacting your business or impacting your life. And not only that it's not just you, it is a common issue with people now perhaps more receptive to find a resolution than they might have been a year ago. Absolutely, yeah. I think that is a, a really important bright spot that we want to build on the momentum of of people realizing that they want to find or be part of the solution, I should say. 
Julia Barfield, Senior Manager of Policy and Programs at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation's Center for Education and Workforce. We connected via Zoom on Thursday, January 7. You can learn more about the topic, including a number of reports the group has done focusing on individual states and regions, by going online to uschamberfoundation.org. Click on Early Childhood Education under the Topics tab on the main webpage. The Iowa Business Report, radio program and podcast, is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa, online at cbgi.uni.edu. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.